1: Grant Napier and Sean Salisbury here on No Filter Network. Sean, good to talk to you, buddy. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great, brother. It's Super Bowl week. I'm always good during this time. Good to be on with
1: you. I want to talk to you about what's going on where you work in Houston. And I know you had Brian Urlacher on the show this morning. I want to talk to you about that. But I got to tell you, I've never met Brian Flores. I don't know Brian Flores. And his lawsuit may, may really be the impetus for major change in the NFL as it relates to minority hiring. But I'm losing some respect for this man. I I really am. You know, the comments from both Denver, the Broncos, and the Giants. Again, we'll find out what really happened in those interviews. But I got to tell you, it really rubbed me the wrong way to have Brian Flores' attorney come out and say that while Brian congratulates the new head coach of the Houston Texans, Lovie Smith, you know, we had great interviews. And had it not been for our lawsuit... Brian Flores would be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Really? What kind of statement is that? Seriously? How awful is that?
0: I, I and I'm with you on the Brian Flores, and I hope it changes the way we go about our the protocol and the process of interviewing minority candidates and giving them a legitimate chance. I hope I hope Brian's impact is felt throughout the sports world that changes it so we're doing everything fair. Now that may be a little naive of us to think, but let's hope that good people do it the right way when you're interviewing candidates legitimate that's uh we've well stated that and documented that i i actually thought it was kind of not, not what brian not what flores is doing but the way they're going about i thought it was weak and i actually thought it was a snub at lovey smith me too i do. I, I, I thought it was yeah. very weak I, I, you know what he he should be he doesn't need to validate his lawsuit by ripping other black coaches and basically saying well it's great that he got the lawyers it's great that he got a job but he wouldn't have sniffed that job if it wasn't for me and my lawsuit, me not getting the job. Well, first well, of all, Lovey Smith's a
1: better coach than Brian Flores. Let's just let's 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 get right to the point. Well he have been doing it a lot
0: longer. Brian was still blowing his nose at a, as a kid when Lovey Smith was coaching Super Bowls. Yes. And that's no disrespect to Brian, who is a good to coach. fact. It's a fact. Like, yeah, it's just the fact. Lovey Smith. Now listen, there comes a point in time when, you know what, can, can we just it's so it's it's so much easy to encourage and be nice to say, well, this, and let me give you a little news about Brian Flores, uh, that comment by his lawyers from, from a couple insiders in Houston that are around the Texans every day. Remember Josh McCown was the 11th hour hire over the weekend. I mean, he was going to be hired because when it comes from Rappaport and Shefty and locals and Aaron Wilson and Brian T Smith, when 15 dudes across the country are saying the leading candidate looks like he's going to be hired is Josh McCowan. And then they wake up a day and a half later and it's now Lovey Smith. Right. Now, if you want to tell me that the lawsuit and the optics of it may have discouraged and scared them away from hiring, a, a, quite frankly, a non-head coach qualified just yet, doesn't mean Josh McCowan won't be great. And I love Josh, but at this stage, he's the least qualified of the whole group they were interviewing. Because he hasn't coached in the league. So I get that. Yep. Doesn't mean he couldn't go on and be a Super Bowl coach and won't be right. great some other time. But if that's the case, and some have insinuated that, that, that the lawsuit did stop them, and, and they got the, the the phrase I got was quote unquote cold feet from the McCowan thing, which is which is a good thing because Lovey Smith's a better coach right now than Josh McCowan. No so question. in the long run, it's gonna work. But for for uh, <laughs> I hate to break this news to Brian Flores, but I think there's a real good chance had Brian Flores not filed the lawsuit or waited that Josh McCown would be your head coach in Houston, not Brian Flores. So I don't even call this a fallback plan. I didn't like the process, the Texans. The Texans are a Mount Rushmore dysfunctional team, the way they do things. So Luffy Smith has quite frankly earned the right not to be considered because the optics say, uh, oh, by the way, hire. We didn't get anybody else we wanted they the optics reek of the smell of that the Texans don't have a clue. You had a guy in your building for a year who's yeah. been well, who's been frigging from Brian Urlacher on my show. All yep. of us that have watched him held in the the highest regard by coaches and players in this league and people who make difference. And, and lovey has been as a Brian Urlacher told me today on my show as a person, a difference maker, as a, to make you a better guy, better player, the way they practice. He goes, everything. The accountability in the building. He goes, I was so excited for Lovey to get hired. And so for me, I I wish the Texans would have, when they knew this was all going on, they didn't have a coach, put Lovey at the front of the interview list. Damn well, I think he's quite frankly earned it, whether you hire him or not. Absolutely. Instead of waking up and saying, well, we didn't get Josh, the Brian Flores situation, we're not hiring Lombardi, we're not ready for Jonathan Gannon, Hinesworth. So, well, let's just get Lovey because we got the security blanket. Now, of course, Lovey's going to take it. Hell, he impacts people. It's a high-paying job. Probably Lovey's last head coaching job in the NFL at 63, maybe. I don't say yep. his last coaching job, but maybe. He's got great energy. I just thought it was kind of weak, backhanded to, uh, oh, okay, let's hire Lovey Smith-Win. If you didn't know he was a great leader the last year, then you ain't been paying attention in the building.
1: Totally agree. Totally oh, agree. Yeah. But again, but again, the attorney for Brian Flores, this Me. is just chicken shit. This Me. is really Me. bad. And, I, and, you know, when you file a lawsuit like that, in federal court, class action suit, to me there comes you know, credibility, your, your your reputation is on the line. And Brian Flores is a very well-respected coach. I know we just got right. fired from Miami, but again, he's respected around the league. I'm losing respect for him. I, I just got to be honest. And that statement, basically, as you said, is a slap in the face to Lovie Smith. Why make that statement? Like, what is the purpose of making that statement? To me, that hurts Brian Flores' credibility and what he's trying to accomplish with this lawsuit.
0: Hell, hell of a point by you, Grant. Listen, I, to me, it's it's twofold. It's one, I fucking guarantee you that Lovey Smith's earned more than just people saying he got this because the color of his skin. I'll fucking guarantee you that. Amen. He's earned. He, he's he's he, he's better than he, he he's a hell of a football coaching man. So it it ain't just Lovey Smith earned this. I don't the, the color of his skin or not. Now listen, is it great? Think about great how Houston now we got Kelvin Sampson. I want you to think about how awesome this Kelvin Sampson. We, we've got um in, in the building. We got uh, Stephen Silas. And Kelvin Sampson is a freaking great coach. Stephen Silas but, you got you've Dusty got Baker. Dusty Baker. Yep. And you've got Lovey Smith. So there's Hello. some progress being made, which is a damn good thing. Which right. is a damn good thing. But please don't, as, as a lawyer, don't don't send this message that oh, we're glad he hired. Of course, we're glad that an African American got hired. But Lovey Smith's not just an African American coach. Lovey Smith's a damn good coach who happens to be African American and and is damn Thank well you. qualified. That's one. Secondly, please please don't send out this message that says, well. Lovey's only got there at, 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 at my expense, basically. I mean I, I mean at, at Brian's expense in the lawyer's Well, lovey's got this job because Brian went out there and filed the lawsuit and we filed the lawsuit in New York and Manhattan. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, right. that, that lovey deserves, but it's it's kind of like if you're lovey, you want to support the cause, of course. We all yep. know the cause. But the other side I was like, dude, wait a second, man. I was coaching in a Super Bowl when I'm not even sure if at that point in time Brian Flores was on anybody's staff. So I thought the lawyer, I thought that was a kind of a chicken shit approach yes. to how qualified lovey Smith
1: really is. Okay. So here's the other question. Does it really matter who the coach of the Houston Texans is? The Texans? I mean, are, do they have a roster that you can win with? I mean, lovey Smith, I don't care if you bring Bill Belichick in. I don't care if you bring Mike Tomlin in. I mean, can anybody win with that roster the way it is right now? Winning big grant right now? No, 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 no. They couldn't. Now,
0: on Sunday, some of those fourth and one, when to call a timeout, the stuff David Culley needed some schooling on. Lovey Smith will be better prepared for that. Well, because he's seen this situation in the most clutch of times as a head coach in a Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts and plenty of playoff games, right? So he, he gets it. I think they'll be better there. But no, I, I don't know. So they win four. They, they they get to seven. That would be, listen, he gets them to seven with this curve roster and a bunch of rookies with these draft picks they're going to get from the Deshaun Watson trade eventually. And and with the third pick they have in the draft, they should have some guys that are there that can two or three years now. But next year, yep. no. It's going to be, the impact's going to be felt down the road. And the impact may actually be for the next guy in line, depending yep. on how long love he's here. So I I really, Grant, and I'm watching the stuff. Even if they don't get it in wins and losses, for me, it's like, okay, let's say we have a, a defensive tackle that, that really isn't a great player, but this roster says he makes a team and he's a hell, he's a good player because he's playing in the NFL and he's a six on a scale of one to ten as far as talent goes. And lovey can milk the six and a half or seven out of him. Yep, that's what I'm looking for because eventually it pays off. The question is: if a guy's a six and he stays a six or is a five and a half, then you're not maximizing the building. So it probably doesn't matter record-wise. But I'm looking deep. I'm seeing the forest through the trees. I want to see yep. is the growth. We saw improvement with the defense this year, at least in turnovers and a little more pressure yep. uh, on the quarterback. So, yeah, you're right, Grant. It uh, it doesn't. And but, love, there's no way Lovey gets fired after a year, even if they. No, sign. no, there's no way. No way. No, no way. Can't no. No chance. It. Not not no especially
1: time. in this climate. Hey, we got a lot of new people that are checking us out here on our show on No Filter. We're we're really happy that you found us. Uh, Grant Napier and Sean Salisbury. And if you want to come on with this, you just hit your knock button and then we'll put you up in queue and you can uh, ask us a question. So you have the opportunity to do that anytime you want. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about Brian Urlacher, who you can also see her on No Filter Network. I've been blessed to do a couple of shows with him, the Hall of Fame linebacker. You you made a couple of comments about your conversation on Houston Radio this morning with Brian. Did he say anything else that kind of stuck out at you that you didn't really know about Lovie Smith?
0: Yeah, first of all, I kidded his ass. I because there's an hour difference. I said because it's early on my show, right? I kidded. He goes, "Oh, you go, know, Styles. I'm I'm up early anyway. This ain't too early for me." got I, Because I, I didn't contact until this morning. Yeah, because he lives in Arizona, that, right, in Scottsdale, right? I want to get that urgent reaction from him, right? <laughs> and he says it, and I said, "Yeah, I know your ass is up training because you got you know, you're thinking about a comeback." And he laughed. He goes, "No, but I am doing a lot of biking, so I give I give him a hard time all the time about it." But you know. That fool can still line up and knock the shit right out of you. You know how good he is, right? And I told him that. And Lovey, I guarantee you, when I'm thinking about, yeah, it's nice to have Lovey here. Lovey would love to have him and Peanut Tillman and Lance Briggs and a 6'5", 240-pound middle linebacker that can run like a wide receiver playing middle linebacker in a cover two scheme. And Brian and I were laughing about it. But I did. And Grant, I've talked to Brian many times in my life, right? You know, I'm a big fan, the Hall of Famer. But we rarely have talked about... He and Lovey, not just the relationship, but, but the coach, how it went. Now, you can just see it from the naked eye. It was successful, hell. Their defense, as Brian described it, he goes, Sean, I said, can cover two, the, the defense Lovey uses about 80% of the time. That's his staple. It, a lot of people think it's archaic, that it can't be your base defense now. And I asked Brian that. He goes, oh, no, Sean. He goes, if you get a good three-technique tackle and a good outside linebacker, and I said, and a good middle linebacker like you and Derek Brooks, who used to play two and Monty Kiffin, he goes, yeah, that helps too. He goes, we'll bore ourselves right into a bunch of wins. He goes, this boring is shit. He didn't say shit because it was a yeah. different type of show, but boring. And I said, well, he goes, but we won, Sean. And he goes, boring. I'll take it any day of the week. And so, and then I, because I never went in with any delusions of how Brian, I, I wanted to make it fresh. I didn't prep him or anything. Like, I wasn't looking for him to tell me how much he loved Lovey Smith or didn't, right? So he, he went on, he said, Sean, I said, I said, is this a home run higher?" He said, yes, he goes, he's great with people. He goes, the equipment man will feel the same as the star player. I say, he said, and he, I said, I said, does he enhance the building on the field? He goes, practices will be different. He goes, he understands the player without losing that respect, basically, of yep. your two players, coach, that there is a line, right? That you, the, the, how we're going to practice and do things. He said, and Sean, even our offensive lineman, if you notice when we played, he goes, we didn't only strip the ball and force turnovers. We scored. Yep. He goes, and they will work on it. And you saw a little bit more of that with the Texans defense last year. He goes, they'll work on it, work on it. He goes, and his coaches will coach. He goes, you will stay out of the way of the offensive coaching staff. He said that he thought that he he said, you know, Sean, I didn't even know who they were interviewing. But when I saw and read that Lovey Smith was hired, he goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. Now, I do know this because Brian Urlacher has got his two kids in school and in, in high school and yep. – Playing One playing football, another athlete, a daughter and a son and his wife, and they're in Scottsdale, and he played a lot of football. And I know coaching hasn't been at that level with his intelligence and all that good stuff. Yep. hasn't really been on the forefront, but I asked him, I said, my last question to him was, if Lovey calls you, would you coach with him? Because he holds him in the highest regard.
1: Yeah.
0: He thinks he can win with him, even though the talent, he'll upgrade the talent just the way he brings it out in them. And he said you will also get guys outside the building, free agents who want to Come and he goes, Sean. We used to get a lot of them because they loved what we were doing, and Coach Smith is really good at that. And he said, "I said, do you want a Coach?" He goes, "Ooh." He goes, Sean, that's a hell of a question because him and I have kind of talked about that in yep. other situations. Yep. He said I'd probably give him a soft no. He goes, but now that you brought it up, because my kids are in high school, he goes, but I would listen to him. Well, that'd be a soft no, meaning if yep. kids were in college, maybe you you twist my play. arm. Damn yep. right. And so yep. when Brian says that, because I know Brian, like, yep. damn, I've had enough. That kind of means shit, yes. Right? Yes. So the, so to me, it says, listen, and Grant, and, and so he was a great interview. And, you know, Brian, he, he raves about him. And he didn't have, Brian got nothing to gain by raving about Lovey Smith. Nope. He's not on the payroll anymore. No. And, and you just I asked him frank questions, and he went with it. And another thing about this, think about the risk factor. This is a safe hire. This is, I mean, you look, Nathaniel Hackett, for instance, Denver. Never been a head coach. That's risky. Right. He's yep. been, he, he'd been fired before, but no he's question. a good football You, Mike McDaniel, who's a phenomenal football man, one of the smartest guys in football. Yep. That's a risky hire in Miami. Kevin O'Connell Daybold, in coach. New
1: York's never coached.
0: Damn right. And Kevin O'Connell has never called plays with the Rams. He's the offensive coordinator, like Zach Taylor was when he got the job. He's headed to Minnesota. So yep. all these guys are risky. The truth is that, that, that Dennis Allen's getting a second chance. Lovey yep. Smith is one of the safest. If Lovey yes. Smith was coaching Denver's talent,
1: and had a quarterback. Bingo. Yeah. This is a good hire. Every coach has had to have their first job. Bill Parcells had never been a head coach before the Giants hired him in right. the rest of his history. Pat Riley, you know, we can go on down the list. So sometimes we make too big of a deal over that because the reality is, as I just said, Levy Smith or no Levy Smith, they have to seriously upgrade their talent level in Houston. And then here's the other issue, which is still ongoing, and it's Deshaun Watson. And is the legal issues going to take care of itself in the offseason, number one? Number two, will the Texans be able to move Watson? And then once that occurs, what will they get for him? And will Watson then be suspended by the NFL? There are so many unknowns as it relates to their most talented player. And you and I are on the same page. You and I both feel, and maybe I don't know if I would put him in the top five now after I saw from Josh Allen this year and what I saw from Burrow, you know, and you know. But he's he's one of the top quarterbacks, talent wise, in the NFL. You and I both agree on that.
0: Yeah, if he ain't the top five, meaning Deshaun Watson, I got news for you. He's holding the door to Janton to kick that bitch open. I can tell talent wise, I can promise you that. Saying let, let me in because give me another season, I may belong in there. The problem is. You know how the out of sight, out of mind goes. We didn't see him this year, so we, people kind of forget just how good this dude was and is. Right. Uh, all for those questions. One is, I think we could probably expect, and I, I, I don't know, that when all of it's settled, whenever that is, whether it's in court or settled out of court, and, and there's if there's no criminal charges and happens to be done through a settlement, then... I would imagine at some point the commissioner, when all of it's settled, he ends up where he's gonna end up, will say, here's the suspension at the beginning of the season. I don't know if it's two games, four games, six yep. games, whatever that is. So I believe that will happen because I don't think you could just let it go unscathed, regardless, right? Because of the look and the optics for the NFL. I think it'll happen regardless. No, you have to. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And the other stuff, what's gonna happen, he's not playing in Houston. The Texans don't want him. Anymore. The he doesn't want to play here, regardless of the legal stuff, he didn't want to play here. That's when it started even before that. And he's going to get traded. Now, I don't know. In March, I think you'll start to see the theme hit even more, Grant, about okay, subpoenas. Is it going to is, is this going to be um criminal or is it not? And if it isn't, then then you'll start to see, okay, do this, do some of these gals want to settle out of court or some want to take it the distance. Does Deshaun by by settling, is it does he feel like it's hurting him PR wise, even though there's been some damage already done that it, whether it's true, I don't know the case of any of it. Cause he said, she said, we weren't there. So that's why those smart people above my pay grade on the lawyer side, and they'll take care of that. Both sides need to be heard. Whatever it is, he's going to play football again. When I don't know, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when the, the assumption is by some that cover this stuff, like the media that. It doesn't appear criminal charges are coming down the pike, but then again, Grant, you know, somebody wakes up one morning and says, no, nope, I'm not settling. It's not enough, or or, or this happened to me, and I, I need to be a spot whatever that is, and I get it from both sides. I, I do. Uh, that. Why somebody, and they both need to be heard, and we got to let the lawyers handle it. And then the last thing is what he's going to get traded for. It's going to be somebody who's desperate for a quarterback that's willing to part ways with a whole bunch of assets, like Carolina, because I'm telling you, the, another lo- another big loss. You're losing a great talent by Watson leaving anyway, by him, you trading him. If Nick Casario gives him up for a first-rounder, a second-rounder, and a player, this city will lose its collective mind. Yep. If Nick Casario gives him up for just two first-rounders and a third-rounder, this city will lose its mind. What they want to give him up for is three ones, a couple twos, and a player. No and way. I, I guarantee you somebody's giving him three number ones.
1: I, I don't think you. so. Well yeah I, I, I the uncertainty surrounding him would prevent me if I'm a GM for giving up if I tell you in
0: March, all of a sudden every, every it's all settled the, the, the it's all settled out of court. let's just play the if game. if I tell you it's all settled out of court and you're Matt rule and you got one chance left you're trading you're, you're waiting on a 20, 24 first round pick to help your ass out or you're bringing that quarterback in that may get you nine wins and, and a comeback coach of the year type of thing. He's getting minimum. Sean, I'm not
1: giving up three number ones.
0: Okay, I I, listen. I I understand you and I, GMs, how we feel about it. Right. But you know, desperation's a bitch for some, right? It's it's a bad thing sometimes. It's a bad D word for some. You don't want that D word, the desperation. But imagine this: they're going to be. Let me assuming they're settled that this situation, whatever the situation, gets taken care of. Think of it. Let me Trey Lance. Now you were you traded two number ones, and you had a quarterback in house here, San Francisco. You are the Rams. You gave up two number ones for Matthew Stafford. We got a 26-year-old quarterback whose last sight we saw of him led the league in passing on a four-and-12 team. So, if you're you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm desperate." What's more important, one in the hand, a superstar player, or three number ones? Okay, so let's say they don't get three number ones. Let's say they settled for two. Oh, okay. they're, they're, they they end up getting three number twos and a three. I'm just telling yep. you, you're going to get six assets for. Them.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com grant today to get 10 off your first month that's better help help.com slash grant well you and, and I'll tell you if it does happen then all of a sudden they've got the best quarterback in the division because Brady's not in Tampa anymore Breeze isn't in New Orleans and Matt Ryan's towards the end of his career so you automatically have the best quarterback in that division and really it's not even close
0: and with the pass rush, they start, you know, they, they got after the quarterback, sacks wise last year. Now yeah. you do this and you say, okay, we're not trading McCaffrey. We add into the mix a little Deshaun Watson. Then you start saying, say, hmm, maybe we get the eight or nine wins. We're sniffing it, right? I mean, and new coach, hey, yep. no Brady, right? New second-year coach in Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. new coach in New Orleans. I mean, so you're actually, and I don't know if it's going to be Carolina, but you know how important this position is. We talked about it. Great. You, you, well, minimum, you're walking out of there with six assets, five, six assets. Of yeah, two. yeah. There's no way I you get you. To, it, What they'll do is if it's just a, a, an offer that's two, and if Deshaun turns down the best offer because he doesn't want to get traded there, then Deshaun's going to find his ass sitting out. Yeah. Because you cannot get. He doesn't get to dictate. Even though he, he doesn't have the, a lot of choices,
1: Sean. He doesn't have, have a lot of choices. To
0: me. If I'm the GM, if I get the best deal, you're going wherever my that's ass right. is traded you to. Or you're yep. going to sit out with no Wait. forty million dollars.
1: You know, we talk about coaches all the time, and I've seen this in the NBA, but it's different in the NBA because you only have, you know, 12, 13, 14 players, and it doesn't take much to lose a locker room. I've always thought the NFL is different. You played for some great coaches. You played for John Robinson at USC. You played for Denny Green for a number of years in Minnesota. Have you ever been on a team? With a head coach, you don't even have to mention a name. Where you're like, "Holy shit, this is not going to work. This is not going to last. This is going to be a problem." And you just see too many guys that aren't buying in and don't respect what's going on. Because I've seen that in the NBA, and when it happens, you have no chance. Have you had that happen to you in the NFL?
0: In the listen, when I was in in Seattle, you weren't fucking around with Chuck Knox. Make no mistake about it. And Steve Largent. The Kurt Warner, running back Kurt Warner, David Craig, Jacob Green. Do we, are. you want to talk about packed with some dudes now? And guess what? Mike Tice, who turned into a coach in the NFL, all those guys are on that roster. And if Chuck said jump, every one of us said, Well, you want us to jump over the fence? And Chuck always had this saying that everybody was afraid of. Chuck was the ultimate. Drink beer the night before the game, no problem. We'll have a beer and burger feed. And we did every Saturday night before game. He expected you to be a grown-ass man, and this was different times, obviously, in the mid-'80s, the upper late-'80s. Sure, you Chuck can't
1: do that this, now.
0: Just show up ready to play. If it's with a headache, just fight through it. I mean, Chuck, that was old school, right? They all did. Like Madden, <laughs> Chuck Knox. Right. And I'll tell you what, Chuck had this great saying, Grant. I don't know if I've ever told you this. He said, if you're going to throw the ball over the fence, your bass better make sure you can go get it. Meaning, if you're going to dick <laughs> around, you better be able to get it and sprint back before that big-ass dog or you get caught. And he was right. And it makes so much sense. So, right. Chuck, I, I was think, think about this now. You want to talk about a lucky son of a bitch with the coaches I played with. There's one. Bernsey had been in it so long, Jerry Burns, that it was just people like love Jerry Burns like he was.
1: And how did Jerry talk? Can you give us a 30 second Jerry hey, Burns hey, hey, speech?
0: You fucking cocksuckers. Hey, fuck. Hey, hey, you fucking cocksuckers. Hey, hey, well, fuck, if we lose to the fucking Bears, I'll fight Ditkin in the fucking parking lot. I don't fucking care. Hey, if I you fucking cocksuckers, if I fucking you big knockers gotta fucking show up and you gotta fucking play. And if you don't fucking play, fuck now, I'll find somebody else who can fucking play. Right? Hey, 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 fuck, fuck, fuck. Hey, wait, throw that throw that play, uh, run that play where uh, if I fucking throw the ball to AC. That was burnt and the greatest. You know, you're a fucking he, beauty.
1: You you are you're a fucking beauty. You sound more oh, like Bernsey than, 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 Burd- than Burd- he did. Yes, Burnsey, you Burd- like I've told you
0: used you know, fuck is a fill word, right? But he was the greatest, <laughs> and everybody on the team friggin' Loved him. And you want to talk about a guy through Bud Grant and all that who'd seen it all and who defended his players. I remember you looked up that when when he hit with Bob Yeah, Not only his players, Bernsey will fight your ass, even as small as he is. You want to go out in the parking lot, a fan want to boo and call Schnelker names, our coordinator, Bernsie will take your ass out in the parking lot and he'll fight your ass right there. And he was phenomenal. So there was respect. Then I got to, to, to Denny Green. Come on, man. Danny Green, when they, his first press conference, when he got the job from Burns, he was there's a new sheriff in town, and he wasn't bullshit, brother. He, he was did, we did it the right way, and Denny and Denny made it simple. He goes, I don't find you, you're late for work. You find yourself. Here's the rules, live by it. And he empowered his coaches. Denny didn't wear the headset up and down. You know, he coached he coached Jerry Rice. Denny would let Brian Billick or Tom Moore, Mark Tressman, or Bob Schnelker, and then the, and Floyd Peters, our defense coordinator, Tony Dungy. They did all the stuff. Here's 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 what kind of impact Denny had. It's third and four. Walk by Brian Billick and say didn't say call the play. He said, "Give me your best run." That simply meant if you throw this fucking ball right now, I'm yeah. gonna have your ass in a sling. Give me your best pass. What were you got two downs here. That's how a coach played. You let Brian call it. You got two yep. downs here, meaning it's third and fourth. I'm gonna give you a fourth down at the 28. So give me your best next two plays. And nobody, dude, you didn't. When Denny called you to his office, like a good coach should, you didn't know if you were going in there to get the starting job, or for him to tell you, you better pick your ass. I mean, so you were scared. It's that respectful fear you had with your old man. Robinson John was the same. way. And then I got to dude, I get to San Diego my last year of my career, and I was for Bobby Ross. Who's a military guy so you don't think that I maybe mean, when bobby ross i mean everything was boom and just a fan with for the families and all those coaches involved that i just named all about family the day before the game and then bobby got there all about family bobby ross was military so i was one of the blessed guys in my career i never ran across a coach in the nfl that i looked at and said we're gonna walk all over his ass so yeah. There's some assistance that you could yeah, see. Yeah, but not, not a head coach. As a head right. coach, nor the way I was raised, was I willing to even attempt it? And most teammates, those four yep. dudes I just named were, were, and maybe it's a different time, but Denny Green could coach this era easily. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, no yeah, play. of course he could. John of course no question yeah. about it. So I, I was, I was yep. the respect I had for those guys because they'd flat out earned it and, and I knew no yep. better and I wouldn't have ever challenged that.
1: I want to talk to you about the Raiders, but I want to let everybody know that's listening. Sean and I do this twice a week. Uh, we're on Tuesdays. We come on at four Eastern, one Pacific, and then on Thursdays, it's an hour later, we'll be on at five Eastern, two o'clock Pacific Thursday. You can join us this Thursday. We're going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl because today we got too many other things to talk about. Then on Thursday, we'll really center it around the Super Bowl coming up. I found it interesting that there were some rumblings from Raiders players after the hiring of Josh McDaniels. And- Let's face it, McDaniels is the sexy hire, and we we know about his pedigree in New England. He said he's learned a lot from his experience in Denver, but the coach they had, Basaccia, was a coach that the players loved playing for. They were going to run through a wall for him. And I believe, based on what I've heard and speaking to some of the people I know within that organization, that's the man they wanted Mark Davis to hire. It didn't happen. For Josh McDaniel's sake, I sure hope they get off to a good start this year.
0: Yeah, and here's my message to my lifelong diehard, as a diehard Raider fan. Deal with it. Sorry, players. You don't run this fucking team. Okay? Right. Now, and you owe it to McDaniels. If you if he didn't coach you in Denver, I understand where he comes from and all that and the preconceived notions we may have of McDaniels now you know how long it's been since McDaniels was the coach in Denver? There's, there's been a, yeah, a long-ass time. Yeah, yeah, so we got to get – listen, we all have a coach. Listen, when, when, when Jerry Burns left, we, we friggin hated it because there's a comfort zone. You get locked in. You know Burns, he loved veterans. You watch the way he dealt with it. Like, it was like losing a best friend. It's like, no. And then he walks in and you're like, well, what's this going to be about? Okay, don't know much about him. And in a matter of about 15 minutes – and then a couple practices, all good. We would have loved to have but we got Denny. We said, we're in good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, It happens all the time. And here's my message. And I know they played well enough for Bisacci. They got better. No question about it. But with Bisacci, it's like, all right, if, if, if you want to keep him, win two more playoff games and you'll have no problem. He stays, right? He wouldn't have hired a new coach. I don't mean Listen, I would have if I was Josh McDaniels, I'd have begged Rich Pisace to stay. But I know after you've been there and they pass you over the hard how hard it is. But I'll tell you what, Rich Pisace is not going to be without somebody loving him every because he impacted that team. So yeah, it feels lonely as a player, but player empowerment's fine and dandy. But whether you like it or not, you want to earn a paycheck? You want to keep going? And the Raiders went through a ton of adversity this year. You got to at least see where Josh McDaniels is. Even though you missed one, you still gotta. You you still got to see what the fight in this dog is, too, and and how it's changed for McDaniels. Who doesn't like Richard Passaccia and the impact he made? This happens on a lot of teams a lot of time. Guys move and go on, and they don't keep the job. But your job now is not for him to impress you. It's you to impress him and hope in the process that McDaniels' impact is felt in the first five pages of the book not page 427, because then you will lose. We're in a time now you can lose players a lot quicker mentally. They check out on you sooner. Not they're not better or smart. It's just we're in a different time when player empowerment's bigger now than it's ever been, and they can sometimes dictate a franchise. There's a fine line. It's like broadcasting, Grant, when we're doing a show or you're doing a broadcast. As an analyst for me and when you team me up and we're doing a basketball game or we're on a studio show, for me not to talk over – the amateur, the person who's maybe never watched a game or to talk under the expert so they're disinterested because they're like, this is full of shit. I'm not learning anything. And it's the same as a coach. You want to make sure that you don't coach so hard that you lose the guys that are trying, that, that, that they're grasped on to Rich Pisaccia. And you got to do it your way. But also you don't want to be too soft when they come in and walk in. And a week later, they're like, this shit is too easy. Boy, and you, to balance it, yep. that's the hardest thing to do. He knows X's knows it's balancing every and you know what 53 dudes 48 of them aren't going to be the same they're going to look act different and need different from you kicking the ass and arm around you so that's the challenge especially when you lose a guy who was very popular in the building
1: yep i want to talk to you about dennis allen uh when he was with the raiders as their head coach he was like a fish out of water i actually had a weekly radio show with him when he coached the raiders and i actually used to Like, I used to dread having him on because, and again, I I, I understand where I'm coming from when I say this. He's such a a dry personality. He's a terrible interview. Uh, You can tell he doesn't like doing it. Uh, But, you know, we have a pretty good coach in New England that doesn't like doing interviews either. I don't judge a football coach on how he does in interviews. But I wasn't impressed with him when he was the head coach of the Raiders. I also really don't know, and I go back to what Houston with Levy Smith. I'm not really sure there could have been a coach during that time that could have had the Raiders on the right track and winning. But he didn't strike me as somebody that I looked at and go, yeah, he's someone that I would hire to be a head coach. His defensive acumen, we understand. All right, wherever he's gone, he's been a really, really good defensive coach. I'm curious to see how that's going to work in New Orleans. Just because that experience when I was covering the Raiders back then, it, it, it left me kind of like, ah, not really a good head coach.
0: Very similar, McDaniels and Dennis Allen for different reasons, right? Josh wanted to be Bill Belichick hard, tough, yep. do it my way. When, dude, you got to pee and drop as a head coach before you expect to do what the best coach in NFL history is doing. That's part of the problem is you try to be Bill and you can't be Bill. Be you and then take some of Bill's good stuff. Yep. And with Dennis, same way. But a different type of personality. So can the second time around now that he's Sean Payton, and was had been in New Orleans. Did he learn a different way to do things? Because Sean's tough on his guys, but Sean Payton also puts a smile on his face. I mean, yep. he approaches it, and, and he got to see that. Here's the way I feel about this, Grant. I'm with you. I don't really care if you command a press conference. I, I don't. The initial one we he gives always a do shit. it. Right. Just looked buttoned up and was very crisp in his press conference that I saw today. I, I thought he was very good, but I'm with you. He was in over his head as a head coach. And think about yes. this, Grant. When I, think about a, a, a there's and there's a difference. Every guy that plays in this league or the coaches in this league, uh, coaches, knows X's and O's, or they wouldn't be. They know when I say cover two, they they know X's and O's, right? Or they wouldn't be there. They had to go through a process to get there. Now, some may be less qualified than others, but they should know X's and O's, I guess, is even more important. But when a quarterback coach goes to play caller, I've seen both. I've known quarterback coaches that were phenomenal. You put a a play sheet in their hand and a headset on and say you got 25 seconds in between plays to get this play off and smooth. They're not good at it. I've seen the other way. Or they stand up in front of a room and they can tell you everything there is to know about X's and O's. And then you say you got any people skills and they're horrible at it, right? But shit, they start drawing on the board and they're in their zone. And a play caller is the same way. And It's the same as a coordinator or a position coach that goes to a head coach. You're so used to being dialed in. you got the player next to him. You're coaching in the meeting room. You're doing it all. And you're hands-on and all the stuff you do with X's and O's. When you become a coach, and now that Dennis Allen will probably still call the defenses, so he'll get both. But what yeah. happens is now you got to think outside that because now i got to manage, okay, not only defense and call him a place, but i got to be thinking about what my offense needs and what they're going to do the next series as a head coach and yep. a defensive guy. And they may not come together the same. One side of your brain says, I'm going to blitz. We're up by six. And the other side says, play zone, make them kick a field goal. Your offense will take it down the field because you had Drew Brees in the past, right? They don't. So that's the fine line. The key, the key for me and McDaniel hey. and Dennis Allen is what did you learn when you when you fucked it up the first time? That's right. What did you learn?
1: What did you improve on? Because you learn something everywhere you are. And that's, hey, right. that's true of every walk of life. Shame
0: on you. If you didn't,
1: that's right. Josh, Josh yeah.
0: McDaniels hey. and, Josh, and, and Dennis Allen, shame on you. Here's the thing. Dennis Allen, look what he did defensively. He turned the Saints Super Bowl team when Rob Ryan left. And I like Rob, but when he came yep. in, they, they became a Super Bowl caliber defense. And Josh McDaniels, well, dude, he's been as good offensive coordinator play caller as we've had in the league. So from different sides of the ball, but what have you learned? Show me. And that's what I think we're all waiting on. We have learned to, in a head coaching position.
1: Well, you better learn to get a running back because Alvin Kamara may be in jail. Uh, that disturbing – Incident over the weekend and the video from the police report seems to back up what the victim said. It's hard to believe this victim's lucky to be alive based on what happened to him. And Alvin Kamara may may be in jail. If he's not in jail, at the very least, we know he's going to be suspended for a number of games. You know, you just have to understand, you know, I always go back to common sense. I always go back to, you know, we're dealing with adults here. First of all, the act itself is just hideous. It's uh it, it it's it's an allegation by the way. Nothing has been proven yet, so I'm going to put that out there, but the video seems to speak for itself. How fucking stupid are you? You're in a casino. You know, name me any public venue in America other than a bank, maybe not even a bank that's got more cameras than a casino. What the fuck are you thinking about? Seriously. I mean, It just borders, it it drives you crazy when you hear stories like this.
0: Right. You're not, I'm not going to put my, I'm not going to speak for Camara. I'm going to speak overall the situation. One is we should probably all learn and we all fuck it up and make mistakes. Some smaller and some bigger than others is it's okay to learn from somebody else's mistake. You don't always have to learn from your own before you're put in the situation that you have to suffer for. People before us have made mistakes that we make you think, why didn't I pay attention to what happened there and, and apply it to me? Now, I don't know if he was, I I don't know about alcohol involved. I don't know any of that. You know, if if he was drunk or if he, I I don't know any of that. I don't even know if he drinks. I don't have any idea. My point is, is that, and Grant, I'm not saying the case in Camara, but there is, I can just tell you from being in it at times, there's this feeling of invincibility that we athletes have gone through that you think this can't happen to me. How many people do it when they get behind the wheel after they, you know, and start driving it'll happen to me. And when that flashy light hits, you're like, oh, hell no. It's happened to people, right? Or when you're with a buddy and all of a sudden you go into a bar and something breaks out and you know, you're, you know, you make a living kicking people's ass. So you think, okay, this breaks up. And then you get into this dark space or this, and I know it's crazy, but you play, you, you, what's the word I'm looking for? You run hot and you, it's the ego that gets involved. I'm not going to come and me in the back. Instead of thinking about well, there's 47 cameras in here, everybody's gonna see it. Hell, you can walk down the street now, and somehow, some way, there's a friggin' camera from somewhere yep. or somebody yep. that's gonna get it, and you just can't beat that. So you just can't beat it. I understand protecting people in, in, in any situation, I understand protecting family, but it comes to a point, and it's it's it may be a bummer or not, but when you're a professional, you're an athlete or an actor or people that know yep. you, politician they're going to look, look at you with a different standard. It may not be fair, but it's creative. That's life. Regardless of that, whether you're an athlete or not, with video, shoot, you just can't do some of the right. things that we've all done something stupid doing. And I, I don't know, Grant, I don't know what went on with Alvin, but you know what? He robbed Peter. Now he's going to pay Paul one way yep. or the other. And it's, and it's and it's going to cost money. And it's hopefully the person ends up okay and he learns a lesson. But sometimes these lessons you get learned. We saw what happened with Henry Ruggs. I mean... That's a lesson you never, you you may learn. You can't get that back. You can't get that back. Well, there's a life that was lost in there. You can't. So, and these guys are so physically strong. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, right? And you think, why? And I don't know why, Grant. All I know is that sometimes as athletes, you've been given a red carpet your whole life and carte blanche. I'm not saying it's Alvin Kamara. I understand. I'm saying it happens. And what happens is you take it for granted and you don't realize, you don't realize what you got. Until somebody snatches it from you, and then you're like, "Oh my gosh!" And there's baiters out there and all that, but in this situation, uh, you just you, you gotta you gotta stand on guard and play defensive. You to, all you gotta play defense, man. You just do all, all the time.
1: Something else that we're going to talk about on Thursday when you and I come on, uh, the NBA trade deadline will just be mm-hmm. be about wrapped up, and there were a couple of trades today. And I just want to touch on that real quickly, and then I want to talk to you about James Harden because his name keeps on coming up in trade rumors with Brooklyn. You know, the Blazers are sending CJ McCullough to New Orleans. The Kings made a deal today, and I'm going to be on another show at three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern. What are you laughing at?
0: I'm just laughing at the Kings and trying to get it right and miss it, and Buddy Heal. Just, just, but but, I mean, but, it but just listen to
1: me. Change. Okay. You know this. Yep. In the NBA, if you don't have an all star, you have no fucking chance at all. Okay. The Kings do not have an all star. Oh, guess what? They do now. They have Demontis Sabonis, who is 25 years old, who is a two-time All-Star. And oh, by the way, Sacramento fans, he right now has become the very best player on your roster, okay? The Kings have, uh, Sean, I don't even know if you're aware of this. Do you know the fucking Kings have not made the playoffs since the 2005-2006 season? Think about that. An entire generation, an entire generation of people have not seen the Kings Not only have they not seen him in the playoffs, Sean, they haven't even been 500. Now, think about that. And fans bitch and moan because they're not making any moves. Hey, guess what? You can't do any worse than you are right now. Roll the fucking dice, take a chance, and get a stud in Sabonis. Now, does that mean the Kings are going to win 50 games next year? No, it doesn't. But when you know what Sean is saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The shit in Sacramento has been broke for a long time. It needs to be fixed. All right, so I want to talk about that, but and then I want to talk to you about James Harden. I have never been a fan of James Harden. If I was a general manager, I would not want James Harden on my team. I think he is very difficult to play with. I think it's hard for a lot of players to play with him, and I think in the biggest of games in the postseason, he melts, he crumbles, he can't make a shot. He's not a guy that I would want on my team.
0: Yeah, first on Sacramento, and you know what's crazy, Grant, is Sabonis is a monster. Yep. He is one hell, of, and you are so right. The, it, uh, uh, more than any major sport that we have, football, hockey, hell, soccer, yep. I, I don't, honestly, whether Messi's on your team or not, or the NFL or baseball. Well, perfect. Game. Mike Trout's been on the Angels. Mike Trout can't sniff a playoff win. Nope. He's only played, what, like five playoff games, and this is the best player on the planet right now, right? Yep. So basketball, you give me a star, I got a chance to win everything. Give me two stars, and i got a real chance to win everything. You give me three, I'm going to win everything. And for Sacramento with Sabonis, I know that the the people are pissed. Well, buddy, healed. They go, Sabonis is a, matter of fact, one of the better players they've had in a few minutes, right? This is a really young, talented kid. And I believe Arvidas is his old man, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's correct. Arvidas is his father. He's
0: not my Venus. He's not your Venus. He's our Venus. I remember him coming out when he was young. Remember when he came from, he was a 17-year-old freak show. He was. And, but this kid is a – I mean, gets to the ring, does it all, and he's athletic as hell. So I'm looking forward to hearing your comments on that going forward a little later on. As far as James Harden, listen, he's one of the greatest offensive players, skilled players I've ever seen. I mean, it, he, he really Agreed. is. But I Agreed. can tell you this, and I've said it for a long time. And, it, and here in Houston, got to watch him at his best, hanging 60 and 58 in two different – I mean, just phenomenal, right? Grant, yep, and I agree. Quite frankly, he's a good passer. He's a – we know – that he's a, a phenomenal ball in his hand, not real good off the ball, ball in his hand, doing all the things you can do. You really can't guard him, and he makes it look way too friggin' easy, right? You can't guard him, but you can't. But you're exactly right. And you know what? Whether people say, Well, he's not, well, how do you, how can you say he's not clutching the posting? Well, there's evidence, the animal the there's he's not, he's disappeared at the, the most inopportune That's correct. times, and then lastly. I said it, Grant, when I first came to Houston, and I'm a diehard basketball fan, and I know how good Harden is offensively. But that's not just basketball. I said then, and I said it when he went to Brooklyn. I said they're not winning a championship. He ain't nope. ever winning a championship. Nope. If I he's agree. What? If he's can't happen. Back, right now, four more years down the road, James is about to be done, and he's your back to the sixth man like he was in Oklahoma City, or you know, is your third guy maybe, maybe. But as your lead guy with the ego and have to do it. Because he's not quite content. I don't believe it's going to happen.
1: and I'm. I wouldn't want that. him, Sean. I wouldn't want he's him. Intent. I wouldn't want him on my team. If I'm a general manager, I am not trying to acquire James Harden. I've said that for years and years yes. and years. I agree with everything you said. He is as, a great you know, Sean, watch, am, he's I, a great I, watch I, on offense. Sean, all Sean,
0: yep. great Sean 32,
1: years, 32 years I was blessed to sit courtside and announce You know, basically five decades. I started in 88. So I've seen You know, a lot of great offensive players. I don't know if I've really seen anyone more talented offensively than James Harden. But with really? that said, I don't want him on my team. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Yeah, that, that's that, – that, see how see – how, I know it sounds harsh, but I, I'm with you. Uh, man, think about what you just said. And you went through Dominique Wilkins. Yep.
1: Yeah. Jordy. Larry Bird.
0: Bird. Magic Johnson, Yep, Magic. You've, seen, you've seen some yep. of the best, I mean, just pure, I mean, Steph, I mean, just pure I, offensive players. You saw Carmelo true. at his best when he yep. used to get off any shot he wanted. I mean, you know, LeBron James, you've seen them yep. all. And here we are saying could very well. And I, I agree with you because when he really, when he's on passing and getting rebound, the guy's a freak show offensively. Yes. But there's something, you know, how we talk about the it factor that players bring that have it. He doesn't
1: there's have something it. something
0: missing. The, there's that's something right. that impacted. There's something missing. Now uh, you want it. You want a clinic and go watch fun basketball, and you're just saying we don't care who wins. James yep. get the ball and go. Hell, you, that's a must-see event. But yep. if you're asking me, when he walks off the court, is he hoisting uh, the the trophy? Not nope. going to happen.
1: Not gonna happening. Happen. No. Nope, but if I need, you to, do it. nope. why you're
0: going to move him on? If you're Brooklyn, I mean, if you do, it's not going to happen. If
1: awesome. I need, if, if I'm, I'm, in, in, an game, game. If I'm in, in an elimination game, if I'm in an elimination game. He's not going to get the job done for me. It's been proven too many times. The guy melts in the biggest of moments. And that's the difference to me, Sean, between the, 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 the real stars and the real superstars. That's the difference between great and really great. The guys that, when the game is on the line, and you know in football, any sport, you can count on that guy to deliver. Listen, Robert Ori, you know. You can't compare Martin. Robert Ori to James Harden. Harden's a much more talented player. But how many times did Robert Ori hit the biggest of shots in the biggest of games? That's why his nickname is Big Shot Bob, right? The, yeah. Harden's, Harden's nickname would not be very good. Harden does not get the job done in big games. Kobe always got him. it done. Jordan yep. always got it done. There are many. Steph Curry gets Curry's it done. Get Thompson, KD, but not KD. James Harden. KD is the best KD. player on
0: the team. Yep.
1: He'll KD. Get it done. Yep.
0: And I don't, as much as he won't admit it, I'm sure. I don't think that James likes to realize the fact that if KD doesn't go, they ain't going. Does that's that correct. Make sense? I don't yep. think, and that's it, it, the way the it is. Guy. Phenomenally, I, I love watching him play on offense. Chris Paul's the, the
1: same way. Chris Paul's the same way. Chris Paul not getting the job done in the biggest of moments.
0: And But he'll get you to that moment, right? Look what he's done for yep. the Suns. But the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. they yep. had a chance yep. with two games, with a, I mean, to close that, and you say, okay. And he's easy to be like, man, when's Chris going to get this? And then when they put them both together, you thought you'd get it. And unfortunately, you didn't get it because of a hamstring, or at least we think the hamstring is a big reason with Chris Paul. But yeah, I, I would never bet on, even if it was on my favorite team, I- I'd never bet that that James, number 13, is going to win me a title. And I've
1: said, yep. it, and I won't do it. Well, again, there's some big rumors still in the trade deadline. Most of these trades never happen uh, you got C.J. McCollum. He's on his way to New Orleans. Portland is in a rebuild mode. I don't think there's any question about that. Indiana is clearly in a rebuild mode. I don't understand why you take your best player when you're rebuilding and ship him off. But you know, I think Indiana right now is a lot like Sacramento. They're 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 in quicksand. Real they're not going anywhere. Fans right. have stopped. By the way, you know that Sacramento and Indiana are 29th and 30th, respectively, in attendance. Fans have said, we're done. They're not going anymore. And these franchises realize, okay, shit, we have to do something. Right. And this is what this is all about. There
0: you go. And, and add, if, if, if Zion will ever commit to fitness and get healthy. Oh, boy. And not let himself get fat and out of shape because he's yep. so gifted. And you add, who I think CJ McCollum has been a phenomenal number, too. Yep. I no do, with Dame. I think he's a he's a really good addition. They've got some players now. Yeah. I just need my guy that I've the mortgaged the franchise for to commit to like how important the offseason and getting healthy and being you know getting him right, fully healthy, and committed to the fact that the only way he's really good at two ninety. I wonder what he'd be like at two sixty or two forty five. Yeah, with with his. I mean, he's quick off. He can do it all. He can shoot. I'm anxious to see. I'm keeping an eye on his commitment because we'll know, is he just want to be a guy or does Zion want to be that guy? Because he's adding a really good number. When they lost Drew Holiday, they lost a really good perimeter defender. You know, when he left and went to Milwaukee and they lost a guy who could score at times. And remember when he shut down Dane Lillard in those playoffs, right? Yep. And scored like 40 and 39, whatever it was. Well, they're getting a good number two now. You've been begging, you've been begging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you get a C.J. McCollum who can score and he's a good guy to have. And he never has to be that guy. And so it's a time that they can actually start to build something. But it all hinges on Zion's commitment to it and getting healthy.
1: Okay, so you just hit on something that that I've always talked about as major red flags. Here's a guy that comes out of Duke, top pick in the draft, has the whole world in the palm of his hands, right? And everyone's been telling him the same thing. You need to get your weight down, this and that. And you just used the word commitment. And he's got everyone in the world around him. We know he's got his personal handlers, the trainers, he got everybody. And yet, he still had reported, came in this year well overweight. And I'm, and, and I'm showing you've been in sports your whole life, okay? That shit drives me crazy because what's the saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. This is on Zion Williamson. I know he's young. The question is, is he going to grow up and learn what it takes to be a professional? basketball player that not only is going to benefit you but benefit your teammates and right now I don't see it with him I don't see yeah,
0: it he's 21 years old still he's a kid yep yes but how, I'm not going to keep making that excuse till he's 25 can't. as a kid you can shift your paradigms as a kid the older you get the tougher it is to shift your mindset and the tougher it is to to rebound from injuries and commitment and I understand well he's young but when he's 28 that hardwood and, and if you're carrying around a lot of weight then all of a sudden, another ankle injury or a knee injury, and before you know it, you're just becoming just another guy, and that you're no longer the franchise guy. That's fine, but granted, yep. it ain't going to be what you say, it ain't going to be what I say, it is going to be what CJ McCollum tells him, or if somebody comes up to him, LeBron yep. puts his arm around him in the offseason, or anybody that's committed to like, dude, or if, if Giannis comes up to him and says, I want you to be great, I'd say all that's fine. And Danny, look
1: at fucking Ben Simmons, look at Ben it's Simmons.
0: It's two things to me. I don't, and as a coach and a person, you want a great one, great ones do lonely work. You don't have to tell them.
1: Amen. You don't have to say That's shit to them. You don't have right. to say
0: a word to them. When I got to tell you to do lonely work and oh to commit and to give me effort, I, listen, he'll make an all-star team or two. At this, He won't win an MVP if this keeps up because he won't give me 82 games and he, and he won't be able to no. last it. Now, when he's going, shit, you're in trouble. But the commitment, I'm not talking about the short stints of it, which we saw as a rookie, I'm talking about sustained success. Is two things I ain't ever coaching as a coach, and I ever I ain't I'm not coaching my best friend at it either, or any quarterback I train or a kid, you're not my kid, I'll set the example. I ain't coaching commitment and I ain't coaching effort. If you ain't giving me either one of those, you you know what? Get I the hell you out worth, here. you ain't worth the powder it takes to blow you to hell and back. Okay, yep. and that's the way it is. And I root for him because. Boy, is he fun to watch when he's
1: going. Oh, boy. But
0: I don't want to be at 26 saying, yeah, boy, what a bummer. You know, I I don't want him to do that because at 21, he can still get it. But I ain't coaching commitment. I ain't coaching effort. If I got to, player won't be worth a shit.
1: Thursday, we'll talk about the NBA trade deadline. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. It just seems like, you know, let's face it. This is not the sexiest of matchups. But I really believe that the -the off-the-field stuff, I mean, if you're the NFL you could not have a worse fucking way to go into the Super Bowl. You had the lawsuit filed in federal court in Manhattan. Now you got Alvin Kamara, who's arrested right after the Pro Bowl. You got all the members of the media in L.A. They're not talking about the Bengals. They're not talking about the Rams. They're talking about the comments by the attorney of Brian Flores that you and I talked about earlier on this show as it pertains to Levy Smith and him. They're talking about the lawsuit. They're talking about Kamara. This is just an awful way, if you're the national football league, heading into your marquee game.
0: And oh, by the way, the greatest football player of all time, not playing anymore. Yeah. He retired. So we got that to deal with. So if you're the NFL, you're begging for Joe Burrow to play like Brady and Matt Stafford to have a game like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What a big game. And so we can kind of at least for a minute squelch that until we get to the Aaron Rodgers, Russ Wilson, Deshaun Watson off season, right? And who's going where? So there you have it, but we'll take it for a minute. I, I and we'll break it down. I think we're going to get a good game. It's hard not to get a good game when these two quarterbacks who can rip yep. it, these offenses, I, I think we'll get a good game. I'm already leaning towards a little bit more low scoring than I think people are going to expect because of the pressure factor in a huge game.
1: I'll tell you one thing. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to wet his pants. Okay, you and I have talked about that the last couple of weeks. You made a good point in the middle of the year. This guy does not look like anybody that's in his second year. You know,
0: I, I can tell you this, Grant. Watching the game, I'll probably get more jacked up, and the word I'm looking for, I'll piss my pants faster than Joe Burrow. Watching the game than he will playing in it. That's what that dude's got. And Everything he's he's just he's you know what? Back to the heart, the it factor that I want to ride with Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. And I think, listen. Stafford's story i couldn't be more proud of him yeah because he got quite i couldn't but i'll tell you what and i think matt knows this too if you're playing joe burrow dude you better you better bring a a frigging suit of armor and know that he's coming every frigging yep. down i actually think it's going to be a good game it ain't sexy but sometimes sexy's overrated once you take the makeup off
1: Amen. you know what i'm saying oh yeah there you go absolutely hey i got a uh steve just uh, hit me up Uh, on the chat line did I already talk about the Kings. Sean and I just talked about that. I'm going to give you two ways. I'm going to put this show up on my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. All right, so it will be available and then we'll put it up on our social media accounts. And then I am going to be coming on on Listen app. It's very easy. You can go online, Listen app co, or you can just download the app. And at three o'clock Pacific, I'm going to be talking all about the King's trade and everything else. So you can join me there. And then for everyone that is on with us right now, we really appreciate you joining us today. Sean and I will be back here Thursday on No Filter Network at five o'clock Eastern and two o'clock Pacific. You know, Good me show today.
0: Be, I mean, this shouldn't be seen all over the country. Goddamn right. And it's every, you get the same energy from both you and I every Tuesday yep. and Thursday. And it's honest, but we do appreciate it. We can't. The reason we do it is for the fans and the listeners. That's why we have yes. to do it. That's why we're here, man. And we appreciate it. And I listen, I, I'm so far in over my head and all this. I just try to keep up, brother. And I'm so grateful for our great listeners. And obviously being able to have you that takes me down the right path and brings out all the energy I need. Thank you.
1: I'm just you know, holding your hand, Sean. That's what the hell I do on this show. I'm just holding your hand, buddy. That's my just,
0: job. Just make sure it stays to the hand,
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You better be careful in 2022. I know we're on no filter network shit. I don't know if you can even make a comment like that. You might be offending somebody. What are they, they going to do? Cancel me? No, uh, they already did that 15 years ago. I canceled myself
0: career-wise because I threw too many interceptions. What are you going to do? Not start me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. What a bummer. All right. Yeah, well, here's what I say to that. Don't let your meat loaf the rest of the day, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, love you. We'll see you Thursday. Love you,
0: too. Thanks for everything, brother.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.